Drive Time Discussion Time. Welcome back to another episode of Drive Time Discussion Time, the one-man podcast with one infinite amount of stories and opinions featuring one truck. I am Taylor Fry, and if you've already noticed by the uh, lack of background noise, or at least lack of common background noise, which is the truck, I'm currently not sitting in my truck. I'm actually inside my house in my living room right now. Even though my truck's outside running and we're about, you know, just about ready to get outside, all that sort of stuff. And if you've clicked on this podcast because of the Cap anime review that I plan on doing, I will do. I will get into that here shortly soon. But today, I just kind of want to sit back for the next like five minutes or so while my truck warms up. I just, I kind of want to discuss just, just chit chat a little bit, you know. Um, if we're talking about like anime and mangas today, I'll I'll keep to the topic of animes and mangas a little bit. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys know um, this, you know, if you know me personally or if you have seen some of my videos where I've showed off my manga collection. But let me go to my room real quick so I can actually discuss this for a few moments. So my manga collection is relatively, you know, it's kind of all right. It's not big. It's kind of relatively small compared to other uh, manga shelves that I've seen online. But to give you a brief idea of what manga series I read, I mostly read my mangas online. However, my mangas and light novels, I tend to read online uh, whenever I can't get the physical copy. But I have, I believe... The, I have the first seven volume, seven or eight volumes of the Kodosuva light novel and manga together. Uh, those two, uh, I've been trying to catch up on those a little bit. I'm really, I really enjoy the Kodosuva series a lot, and I'm trying to get re- like really caught up in the light novels. I tend to read the light novels more than the mangas. I don't know why that is. I'm more of a picturesque guy, so I, you would think a manga. I would be on like volume 5 by now, but I'm actually like really close to volume 5 on the light novel. And like, I think I still need to read volume 3 of the manga. Um, my first ever volumes of mangas that I bought physically were both the Air Manga Sensei and Goblin Slayer mangas. I bought the first two volumes of those back just last year, actually. And let me tell you, those purchases were the like four books or whatever that I, I couldn't believe that I bought because at the time I was really I was really into Goblin Slayer uh when I first started watching anime because it was one of the first anime, it was one of the first like five animes that I seen and I found it to be like really incredible so I decided to you know pick up the manga and you know I have the first three volumes as well as the Aramaka Sensei volumes because I think there's only three out right now for both series unfortunately uh I think the series that I have the most amount of volumes for is uh the Kaguya Sama Love is War manga where I have like you know the first eight or nine volumes I have Kodosuma like I have the the light novels from one to eight but the manga's from two to eight uh, Kaguya Sama is like one through. Let me see there. One, two, four, five. Six. Yeah, about six, maybe seven. And then, um, 
I have uh, a volume of uh, Full Metal Panic. I have a couple volumes of the Quintuplets. Uh, Bloom into You, one of my favorite Yuri animes. God, I love that fucking series. I hope I get to discuss. I hope I really, I really want to discuss Bloom into You more in depth soon. I don't know if I want to do that on the Otaku Cast or not, but I have a bunch of animes, not uh, or excuse me, I have a bunch of mangas, and I still want to expand this a little bit more. And then I also have um, the Takachi San series, Master Teaser. And then I have a uh, Colby Can't Communicate. God, that is such a good anime. That needs to become an anime series. Once that becomes announced, the whole like anti Twitter or just you know fucking anime community in general is just gonna fucking scream. But yeah, uh, I also have like the first five volumes of both the light novel and the manga of the Roman- my romantic teen comedy Sinafu series, which I absolutely enjoy a whole lot, and I can't wait for season three to come out. This spring, this uh, upcoming uh, anime season. Which, if I can discuss this anime season just a little bit, I haven't actually watched necessarily anything. I've only really seen Nekopara and the Isekai Quartet series. I started to watch the uh, Interspecies Reviewers anime back when it was on Funimation for the first two weeks, and then they took it off because, you know, it's a hentai. <laughs> I mean, it's like, we're, we are overstepping the Yosuga no Sora line of how is this not labeled as a hentai? I mean, you know, it's basically the same, la- the same line as why the hell are you here, teacher? Which I've seen. I... Don't know how those two series are not labeled a hentai, but fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> I am a little okay, so I'll quickly mention this before we head into the main event of today, which is the Euro Cup anime adaptation. I want to mention two things. One, a quick warning to anybody who's actually been a huge Euro Cup fan. Okay. If I make any mistakes, okay, I apologize. I don't have any notes when doing anime reviews, especially in my truck. Because I don't want to be distracted by the uh, distracted by my phone or anything like that. God forbid it's already distracting enough that I'm talking as it is while trying to look at the road. But, you know, the reason why I do this is because... The streets that I drive, I've driven on these streets for God knows how many years, and I, you know, it's, it's nothing. You know, I will not record these when the weather is fucking terrible. Of course I won't. I want to focus on the road, not want to fucking speak and then not realize that there's some ice on the road or, you know, it's very slippery and I end up going into a fucking ditch. So, yeah. So, anyway. A fair warning to everybody who, uh, everybody who's listening at home, that what I say is just me spewing out of my mouth, out of me just watching the anime series. Not so much like in Otaku Cast, where our Weeb reviews is more professional in you know, with major plot points and discussing how. This part, this plot came to be, and that sort of stuff like that. 
Takucast has more like notes that's more professional, whereas Drive Time, Discussion Times, Anime Reviews are going to be a little bit different. It's just me spitting out what I think of the series for roughly 15 or 30 minutes, depending on the destination. Which today I will mention before I go into the second thing. The destination is double the time. So it's not 15 minutes, it's 30 minutes. So you're gonna give you're gonna be getting 30 goddamn minutes of amazing fucking uh, babbling. The second thing that I want to mention real quick is the fact that I have not eaten anything today, so I am constantly out of breath, and the only thing I've really had to drink today is a little special drink from Japan called Calpis. I actually kind of find this stuff really enjoyable. I don't know why. I figured I was going to hate it, and then I recorded a video of me drinking it, and I like it. It's actually alright. It's not terrible. It's not you know, incredible, but it's not fucking nasty. It's actually all right. So, I think with those two warnings out of the way, I think we can finally get to the main course of the video, which is probably, not the video, the uh, the podcast, which is the reason why you all clicked on this podcast in the first place. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the first ever edition of Anime Discussion Time on Drive Time Discussion Time. For today's anime series that we're going to be discussing, Laid Back Camp, also known as Camp. Enjoy the review of Camp. Alright everybody, and welcome to Drive Time Discussion Time's anime discussions. The first ever rendition of this said series. And we're in final, we're, we're in my truck now. Uh, after, like, getting ready for like five more minutes and oh man I'm excited as all hell not for just today itself but for the fact that I'm you know because like where I'm going today is a big opportunity I guess because I'm going to visit a college but I'm also going to be reviewing Eurocamp one of my favorite anime series all right let's go so Eurocamp now I said in my two warnings before recording this podcast that, of course, it's not going to be very professional. Well, if you couldn't tell by the fact that there's a bunch of fucking chuck noises going on in the background because that's what this podcast is all about. Sue me. (laughs) But, alright. Let me discuss how amazing and kind of underrated I believe Eurocamp is. Okay, Eurocamp is by far one of my favorite anime series. Okay, out of all the animes that I've completed, like anime series, including season twos and OVAs and stuff, if we're going off of what my anime list shows, like what my my anime list shows, okay, there are three. I think there's. There's three series, I believe, that have gotten 10 out of 10s. A perfect 10 out of 10 in that situation. On that list. Uh, the Science Gate series, you know, I mean, absolutely one of my favorite series. I, I really love Science Gate. And then, you know, I really enjoy... I really enjoyed the Konosuba movie, which, you know... 
most of the Kona Super Series is like an eight or a nine. I think it's a, I think it's close to a, I, ah, I can't remember. I think it's like an eight or a nine. But I really enjoyed the movie, so I put that as a ten out of ten. Why? Why did I put the movie a ten out of ten? Was because it was the first movie that I saw in theaters. It was. It, it's not like the movie itself was like a nine or a nine point five, but the. The fact that I went to a movie theater with a few buddies of mine, you know, on that fateful day that it came out to America, was a little special. So, that's why it's a 10 out of 10. And the other series that is a 10 out of 10 is, of course, Yuru Camp. Why? Because I just kind of found this anime to be... I don't want to say perfect, because there's no such thing as a perfect anime. But it was too amazing, I'll say. In that most of its, you know, most of the reason why I think it's like too amazing is because of the fact that it's like, it's a slow burner anime, but it's a slow burner anime done right. Okay? Most slow burner animes, you know, tend to be you know, undeservingly a slow burner. Like, what I mean is, you know, sometimes animes will become a slow burner anime because of the fact that's like, trying to set up plot or try to set up drama. I could kind of... I, I want to say the best example of this is the first half of Stein's Gate, where I know a lot of people who are expecting, a like, a, a, like a ton of shit to happen every single episode get very disappointed in the first half because it's kind of a slow burner. It's like nothing happens in the first 10 or 11 episodes and then once it starts wrapping together all the plots and developments and stuff like that it shifts into fifth gear and goes full fucking RPMs. Okay. Ah, damn it. And the one thing, and the one thing that I extremely love about what Eurocamp does is that, yes, it's a slow burner and, you know, it kind of does what Steins Gate does in the first half without all the fucking drama. You know, it still does a lot of uh, development and characters. And you get to see a lot of amazing scenery. I mean, I am a sucker for amazing-looking scenery and anime. You know, I still say Yagata Kimi Naru is one of my favorite animes in terms of, like, animations. Because of the fact that it's like all the scenery and everything else about it, in terms of animation, looks incredible. Okay? Not to take away from like what Steins Gate does in animation or what, you know, uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba does in animation. I love, okay, I will admit Demon Slayer's animation is okay and like really cool and it would win uh, animation of the of the year, but not animation of the decade, okay, there's a lot, there's a lot better, a lot better English, there's a lot of, uh, animes that have better animation than Kimetsu no Yaiba, but, you know, yeah, I, I guess, I, I guess it is what it is, I guess, I, I don't know what I can say with that, but, you know, Eurocamp's animation. I mean, I won't I won't say it's top-notch or whatever, but Sea Station really did an amazing job at, you know, 
creating nice sceneries and nice animations. And overall, I mean, since, since the whole point of it is camping, I guess as long as you had good scenery, it was, you know, fine by me. Now, I guess another reason why I love it so much is because I love Mount Fuji. I don't know if anybody who's a Japanaholic, okay, anybody who's a Japanaholic will probably say that they love Mount Fuji and that they would probably climb it one day. I'm not much of an outdoors person myself, but I would really enjoy climbing Mount Fuji or at least camping next to it, you know, on the trip to Japan that I'm taking this June. Now, I would not mind, you know, going outside a lot if it means that I would get to see a lot of amazing, like, tree, like, amazing scenery, okay? And lots of uh, amazing forests. Especially if it's uh, if it's in, like, Eurocamp and stuff like that. Because, what, like, okay, I live in the United States, and I, I can say there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of good camping sites around this area. There is, but, you know... I kind of don't. I kind of don't like them because sometimes it's just like bare bones rain. It's like bare bones forest, and you know nothing else really to do. I mean, it's like a nice area to go hunting, but it's not a nice area to go camping in. Whereas in Japan, that's it's kind of kind of different. There's a there's like a lot of like temples. There's a lot of good things that you can see around Japan. That you normally wouldn't see in uh, America. And, you know, Eurocamp kind of does a good job at showing off some of the some of the sceneries around Mount Fuji. Okay? <clears throat> and the one thing that, that I really love about Eurocamp is that it doesn't try to be so dramatic. Okay, that's another thing that I love about Eurocamp is that it doesn't try to be seriously dramatic. It could be like there's drama, but it's like what I like to call comedy drama. I'm losing my voice because I haven't eaten anything and I can't really drink anything while I'm on the road. It's just like the thing with Eurocamp is, you know... Most of its drama is comedic drama. You know, it's not. It's not like Steins Gate where you know, a f- yeah, <laughs> where anything terrible happens, or at least not yet. Because I've only seen. I'm pr- I'm pretty much like almost every other Eurocap fan, and only have seen the first season plus the the little specials of Heya Camp that are going on right now. I wish those were very. I wish those were longer. I will. I will be honest. Three minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> like three minutes of a of an anime is like you breathe and you have to go to the ending real quick. God, I hate it. I hate that. Am I the only like? Okay, I swear I'm not the only one who hates the fact that Heya kept only three minutes long and it goes by like. Like you haven't, like you just didn't watch it. Okay, so I need to catch up on the manga. I need to read the manga more, and I need to see if anything like act like anything actually happens. Now, 
would I be upset if nothing happens? Hell no, because, you know, that's what I love about you, Cap. I love that it doesn't try to have, like, very, very serious moments. The only times it tries to be, like, really serious is when it's in its educational parts. Where it's like, you know, you can, you can actually learn how to build a tent. Or you can learn the different kinds of tents. And you can, like, um, you can figure out, like, what kind of firewood works best. And, you know, the fact that... Because, like I said, I'm not an outdoors person. So, you know, since I'm not an outdoors person, you would think that I probably would not like an anime like you were kept because of the fact that it's outdoors. And it's all like, oh, you know, it's all about camping. So it's going to be teaching, you know, not really teaching people, but it's just going to be like people camping. So it would probably, tar- you know, it's target demographic is people who love camping but here I am talking about it right now and I'm not an outdoors person I've said it like a hundred times already but I absolutely love Eurocamp because of the fact that it's like you know it may be outdoors and it may be a slow burner anime and it may not have any like drama you know that you know let's say Steinsgate has or My Hero Academia has But if I were to compare it to something in the slow burner genre of slice of life animes, a place farther than the universe, I would compare it to. Why? Because in the sense, it's kind of, it's kind of giving you the same vibe as a place farther than the universe. If you watch Eurocamp, you will probably like a place farther than the universe, Especially if you love to travel. Like myself. I don't know who in the world would not like traveling. Even if it's like to a different city that you've been to like hundreds of times already. Traveling is something I'm pretty sure like two out of three people would love. Okay? Or at least 99 out of 100 people would say they love. If we're going extreme. I don't understand why anybody would not love to travel. Let alone watch an anime about traveling. Like a place further than the universe. But if we're talking about camping. I would say about... mm, 19 out of 20 we're saying. If you ask 20 people if they would like, you know, if they love going camping, I don't know. I would say about 15 to 15 out of 19 would say they love going camping or they love the outdoors in general. That's my assumption. You know, it's like it's a good amount of people, but it's not, you know, a whole lot. And I love Eurocamp so much because of the fact that it's like, you may not like the outdoors, you may not like camping, but if you love looking at, you know, amazing sceneries and stuff like that, there you go. It's that one anime 
in the slow burner genre where you could sit with, and this is what I did, you could sit in a reclining chair wrapped in a blanket with some hot chocolate and watch it. That's what I did. And I couldn't felt any more comfy, <laughs> comfortable. I, I don't know what else to say about Yuru Camp that I haven't already said. Because, you know, the only other thing I can mention is, of course, the characters. Now, who the hell would not talk about it? Who, who the hell would not talk about characters in an anime discussion? On Drive Time Discussion Time. The One Man Podcast with one infinite amount of stories and opinions featuring one truck. Sorry, I just kind of wanted to do that. I love that saying. I love that subtitle so much. Anyway, my absolute favorite character is, as of course, Shimani. Now, okay, Nadeshiko, I think that's how you say your name. Like I said, I don't have the, the characters' names. I don't have all the characters' names in my head right now because it's been a little while since I've seen it. It came out in winter 2018, and it's been a hot week since I've seen it. But I really enjoy I really enjoy the chemistry between uh, Shimarin and uh, Narishiko. I think that's how you say your name. Future me, if you're listening to this and editing it, please tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, have a ding noise and have a er noise every time I say the name or something like that. I don't, I don't know. But I'm going to continue saying it as I've said, I've said Ben saying it. But I love the chemistry between those two. And if I'm honest, it's like, if I was a camping person, I probably would be a person like, uh, like Dean. Who, Irene, I don't, you know, I, I want to say it in the Japanese way because, you know, it's a Japanese name, but, you know, people may want to call it as the English name. I don't know. Do people, that's another thing. Do people like to call Japanese names in Japanese when they're talking in English? Or do they try to go for, like, the English pronunciation? Like, Rishima or something like that. Because I like to call it Dean. I like to call her Dean because... That's how you say it in Japanese, Shimarin. But I don't know how other people would pronounce it. Shimarin, re, sorry. Uh, continuing on with the characters. They're, they're, okay, all five of them. Okay, all five of the main characters, like the three that you see at Heia Camp and, you know, Added. Actually, no, there's only four. No, 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 no. Nope. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 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 It's the three of the girls in Heia Camp that include Nareshiko, uh, Ugaki, I think her name is, and, um, shoot, I forgot her other, I forgot her name. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. I forgot her name. Sorry. It's those three girls, and then plus Ina and uh, Shimanin. Those five. Okay, 
even though their character tropes are, you know, fucking comparable to Chaos of all animes, like you got the airhead, you got the, the, the serious ones, you got the ones that just like to have fun, but still take things seriously, okay? The only one that we're kind of missing is, uh, is Mio, where the character is, like, shh, like, wants to be serious, but at times just cannot be taken seriously because they're, like, a scaredy cat or whatever like that. There, I don't think there's one character that's like that in Yuru Camp, to be honest. And I, you know, I, I love... I love Ina a lot. I love her personality. And I feel like, okay, if we're talking about chemistry between the characters, as much as I, you know, I put Nareshiko and uh, Shimadine up top on the list of, you know, top chemistry. But Ina and Shimadine goes at least second. Because the chemistry between those two is amazing. Okay, and the part the the parts that drive it drive home that part the best is I don't know what episode it is. I think it's episode two. It's episode eight. it's either episode two or episode three where uh, Shimadin goes on a solo camping trip and there's a. Uh, there's a part where Shimadine is texting Ina. And um You know, it's like a long it's like a long conversation. And it ends with the like the best noise that Shimadine's voice actress could ever do. <laughs> with like, okay, when I first watched it, I was like, how in the world? Can that be said so perfectly? I can play the voice clip real quick in case you don't know what I'm talking about. So I'll play it real quick. I don't know how that could be said so perfectly well. By the by the Seiyu. But you know, those kinds of okay, so I will mention this real quick as well. The text messaging moments. Okay, where you can see what the character is saying, like in text message forms. I don't know why, but why is that not much of a thing in anime? When people like end up texting or whatever, sometimes they just do not show the text bubble. They just see they just show the character staring at their phone with the say you of that said character uh, sending the text playing in the background. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I want there to be a text bubble because if I'm being honest, as somebody learning Japanese, trying to become fluent in that language, which I'm still like N5 level, basic N5 level, in case you're wondering, so I'm pretty I'm still fucking terrible. You know, I it helps that I would be able to learn Japanese. Not only that, but kind of learn how to text in Japanese in general. Okay? Because I... 
Because on my phone, I can text in Japanese. You know, I don't rely too much on Google Translate to help me translate stuff into, yeah, from English to Japanese. The only time I really try to use Google Translate for conversations is when it's above my level. Okay? Now, like I said, I can read most of the Haragata and Katakata. Okay? But I can't read a lot of the kanjis. So, you know, seeing the text bubble and seeing how, you know, you're supposed to say it, thanks to the, the seiyus trading, you know, voice lines of the said text messages, it's, it's amazing. And I think I thank them for doing that. I thank C-Station especially because they animated that into it. Thank you. Thank you, C-Station. Now... You may be asking yourself at home, how could somebody babble on for more than 20 minutes about an anime about camping? Especially if that rare chance you've never seen Yuru Camp. Or you've seen it, but you just don't get the appeal of it, and you're just wondering why somebody would you know, rate it a 10 out of 10 or something like that. It is because of the fact that it's that anime where it's like, if you just got done watching Death Note, Black Clover, or K-On, hell, even like, even other slow burner animes like K-On, okay, I'm not going to put K-On in the the slow burners, just more of the moe animes, I'll say. Like K-On, Yuru, Yuri, or, um... Uh, what are some other ones? Nan Nan Biori. Okay. Or if you've seen some of the more, like, action-packed uh, animes, like My Hero Academia or One Piece, Naruto, Black Clover, like I already mentioned, Steins Gate, Konosuba, that sort of stuff. If you go from that to watching the, like okay if you are for watching whatever style animes not just action but also like fantasies and slice of lives and you're just a person that can watch whatever whenever doesn't matter the genre doesn't matter the series you know if you're interested in it you're interested in it okay Yuru Camp is probably it's probably one of the animes where you can sit back and watch it and feel extremely comfortable. You know? Because yeah, there is no like very action-packed scenes or there's no like there's no real reason to watch it if you know you're looking for a very action-packed style anime or if you're looking for an anime filled with drama or anything like that essentially what Yuru Camp is is the first episode times 12 
If you can make it through the first episode, you will more likely make it through the other 11 episodes. If you found the first episode to be interesting or comfortable enough that you would continue watching it, then you would be able to watch the other 11 episodes because of the fact that, you know, they are the same. But that is a good thing. Because it's like, if you want to watch a comfortable anime, well, here you go. Here's a comfortable anime. And I am not saying that I would not recommend it. It's a 10 out of 10. I'm reviewing this. I'm discussing it for a reason. Because I love this anime so much. Because of the fact that it's such a comfortable anime. It's such an anime that you can sit back and relax and not have to worry about any sort of drama. In a sense, that's why I love it. It's because of the fact that there is no drama. Because of the fact that all the characters mesh well together. Okay, you can make a slow burner anime, but you cannot make a slow burner anime if you do not have the perfect chemistry behind each of the characters that are in that said slow burner anime. Kaon is not necessarily a slow burner because, you know, it focuses a lot on music and there's a lot of drama that fo- that is around. They're going to see off because I've reached my destination, but I still have time to spare. But when you watch Kaon, you know, you can feel like you can watch it and laugh and feel comfortable while at the same time being interested in the story with Eurocamp, you can become all that but at the same time you can feel extra comfortable knowing that it's about camping and it's about the sceneries and you get to learn a lot not only about camping but a lot about like the more unknown mountains in Japan especially like uh Around Mount Fuji. Where the anime likes to, you know... The first, like, two episodes are... Well, actually, the entire series is based around, like, wanting to go visit Mount Fuji. But they also, like, visit uh, other campsites around the uh, Koito Prefecture. And even outside of that, too. I don't know the exact locations of these... uh, Of this said locations. Uh, I can't speak. Sorry. I can't pinpoint the exact locations of each of the uh, animes. uh, Anime's little area thing for the camp and stuff like that. I can't pinpoint it, and I'm sorry. But once I... Because I'm not... even, Even I can't really name off cities that well. Even in the United States. If I haven't visited them lately. I apologize for that. To any American watching. (laughs) But my final thoughts on laid back camp is it is one of these, it's one of those animes where it doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, no matter how many times I've heard, you know, Nadeshiko and D-Chen speak and no matter how many times I've seen the first episode, I've seen it like five times already. It is one of the only animes that I can truly say I've rewatched more than three times. Okay? Because 
of the fact that I love the series so much. Okay? I have to watch... Like, okay. As a, as, a, as a person who's getting into anime, as a person who's getting into mangas and Japan in general, more into Japan in general, okay? I don't have a lot of time to watch, to rewatch a lot of anime, let alone watch new animes because of work and school and trying to balance out not only those last two, but to balance out, you know, recording and editing podcasts and recording and editing videos. But here I am discussing Eurocamp and discussing why I love it so much. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Anime Discussions on Discussion Time. No, Drive Time Discussion Time, sorry. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please give a follow. And thank you all so much for tuning in. And I will see you on the next Discussion Time. Good night, everybody.